Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. And we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we're also thrilled you joined us for the Friday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Thanks for being here. Today is our Black Friday special. I don't know if you guys have been tackling your neighbors in Walmarts and Targets and other places uh, this morning for those great deals. Hopefully not. Hopefully you're not tackling your family members to get to the keyboard to buy stuff online. But either way, we really uh, trust you had a great time with your family on Thanksgiving. Hopefully you didn't uh, get into too many political discussions. All the think pieces out this week about how to engage your Trump-loving uncle. Why is it always the uncle that supposedly loves Trump? I don't, I don't understand that. There's lots of people who like Trump or hate Trump. But anyway, let's get to our gift list. These are political gifts for people that, uh, that we talk about. What do they need this holiday season based on what we've seen from them over the past year? So, Jim, what's the first gift you have in mind? Well, Greg, I got a really early start this year. Uh, actually, right before the Thanksgiving holiday, I was like, you know what? This, we're heading into the holiday season. It's time for goodwill towards men. And I said, you know, I'm going to bury the hatchet against a guy who given a lot of grief to this year. I don't mean physically bury the hatchet into him. Now, I tried to give a gift to Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. Uh, Greg, I decided to give him some Clearasil skincare products. Um, I know he talked about it. He's got a hard time getting stuff off his face. And I just figured it was a you know a good effort you know to kind of put things behind us and say hey I want you to have a clean face uh, heading into the, the new year. Uh, it's funny though, Greg. It came back really fast. There was a little note attached, and it came from the governor. It said, uh, "Jim, as November demonstrated, dirt just doesn't stick to me anymore." <laughs> Sadly, true. At least right now in Virginia. So uh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, Ralph Northam and his complexion have been the. Fodder for much discussion this year, and sadly, it didn't last far enough into the year. But uh, we'll see. We're going to hear a lot from Ralph Northam last year because he's going to be signing a lot of really terrible legislation, I have a feeling. So uh, let's move on to my first gift, and my first gift is for President Trump. Being president is a very difficult job. Uh, As it's often said, if it gets to your desk, it's automatically difficult because other people haven't been in a position to solve it. And foreign policy is uh, one of those ways where sometimes... You have a hard time deciding between really bad options. Uh, The Middle East is often like that. Uh, Sometimes you have better options versus worse options, but uh, often it can be a lot of competing interests that uh, leave you with no good choices. And there's a phrase for that, and I believe it's called being between two scorpions. Uh, uh, This is also the title of a fictional thriller authored by none other than Jim Garrity that came out back in June. Uh, We have shilled it relentlessly here on the Three Martini Lunch and uh, uh, are happy to do so. It's a great book. Uh, It was very well received. Excellent uh, reviews across the board. If you haven't gotten it yet, we highly encourage you to do so. But I give it to President Trump because, uh, you know, the world's a a complicated place. He's trying to be friends with Turkey. He's trying to sort of be friends with the Kurds uh, and trying to balance things in the Middle East. Then you've got uh, whether to support the Chinese government uh, because you're trying to get a trade deal or you want to side with the Hong Kong protesters. We would side with the protesters, but again, you have competing interests. So when that happens, you got to be able to balance things uh, when you're not exactly sure that it's going to turn out super well. And uh, Between Two Scorpions is not going to help you deal with China. It's probably not even going to help you deal with the situation in the Middle East, but it's a great read and it helps to illustrate the problem. Thank you, Greg. That is that is very much appreciated, uh, both the plug and, and all of your kind, the number of times you've mentioned over the year. 
very much a big help. And to everyone, all the listeners out there who bought a copy, thank you. I was trying to come up with other, again, trying to bury the hatchet, be nice to people who we've been critical of this year, trying to generate a little warmth for the holidays. And uh, you may have seen this, you know, GIF going around the, and I was looking around social media for ideas. There's this GIF from The Simpsons. By the way, it's a GIF. It's not a GIF. It's a graphics <laughs> interface file, not a, not a graphics interface file. The gift from the Simpsons of Homer Simpson. I'm sorry, of, of Bart Simpson, I believe. He's got a cake. It says, at least you tried. And then he shoves it off the table in response <laughs> to someone who didn't try. I want to get an at least you tried cake for Adam Schiff. Uh, he's been pushing impeachment for, for a long time. Very big fan of the the uh, theory that Trump was a uh, Russian asset or Russian agent or had colluded with Russia, put all this, you know, bet a whole lot on the, the Mueller report, didn't turn out the way he wanted. Now he's going into impeachment. Look, he's tried really hard. And uh, look, this is probably as, as of this recording, everybody's pretty sure this is going to end up with uh, acquittal in the Senate. The Democrats are lucky. Maybe they hit 50 votes. They're probably not going to. Everybody can see this coming. It seems like a really big waste of time. It may even hurt the chances for the Democrats in 2020. But you know what, Adam Schiff? At least you tried. And I got you a cake. Poor Adam Schiff. He was so sure last week that he had gotten what he wanted and uh, had all the momentum. And then the polls just said, you know what? Everybody pretty much thinks what they already thought. So, and maybe even a couple of people changing their minds in the opposite direction. Jim, 2020 has uh, not actually gotten here yet, but the 2020 campaign has been around for a long time. John Delaney started it back in 2017, in fact. And then a bunch of people, dozens, in fact, piled in here in 2019. Several of them are now gone. Uh, several of them still remain, and uh, the debates continue. Uh, we still have at least 10 people on stage for each debate, and that's possibly going to continue into December and beyond, although the uh, standards for qualifying for the debate get tougher and tougher. But we've seen people get frustrated with the debates, namely Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang, uh, complaining, mainly Gabbard, about the standards to get in. And then she got in and briefly complained about maybe not going because of the arbitrary standards in her mind. And then Andrew Yang, just after the November uh, debate, complaining that he didn't get enough time. And we commented that he didn't get enough time. Gabbard doesn't get enough time. Steyer doesn't get enough time. So, Jim, these are long stretches to just stand there and not say anything for like 30 or 45 minutes at a time. So I'm going to get a recliner for Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, and Tom Steyer so they can just sit back, maybe one of those recliners with a beverage container so they can just maybe watch uh, what else is going on on the stage because they know that the moderators from these mainstream media outlets want nothing to do with them for long swaths of the debate. And I was going to go with Lazy Boys, but now in the in the, the Democratic woke culture, I'm not sure that the chairs have actually identified as boys. So uh, we might need to go with a different recliner for them. But uh, either way, I want them to be comfortable while they're being ignored. I, I like that. That is a good gift idea, Greg. Um, I also might be able, maybe as a companion gift, we could get the moderators at NBC uh, a stopwatch or something. <laughs> Too much to ask? So I, I assume, I, you know, who in Washington has had a rough couple of days or, or rough, rough couple of weeks, months? Who needs a little pick-me-up? And I thought about, you know, look, you, th you think, you know, Republicans have problems, you think Democrats have problems. Nobody has taken it on the chin more this year than the Washington Redskins. And so I was thinking about, you know, who, who deserves a little better, who deserves a better, you know, a, a better shot. I decided, uh, you know, Haskins, the quarterback, uh, who, you know, a lot of people had high hopes for. Uh, a lot of people thought Dwayne Haskins was going to be the guy. He barely got a chance to start until like halfway through the season. So, Greg, I got him a selfie stick. 
Uh, it seems like the sort of thing he'd like to have. Uh, apparently he missed the last play of the game last week when he was supposed to go in and just take a knee. Uh, he was posing for selfies with fans on the sidelines, which is perhaps not the ideal behavior. You can't blame the kid for being excited, but uh, so just give him a selfie stick. He won't have to be so close to the stands. He'll be able to take the picture and then hopefully get in, get in time for the play. I think the bigger headline than him missing the snap was that there were actually fans at the game who were cheering for the Redskins. That's the yeah, yeah. There there were there were a handful of them the previous week. Oh, as you know well. All right. Well, my third gift uh, is for all the Democrats who have already dropped out. I'm not going to take time to list them here because I couldn't possibly remember them all. But you've got your John Hickenloopers, your Jay Inslees, your Kirsten Gillibrand, Beto O'Rourke. I'm sure I'm missing a ton of them. But parting gifts, including the home game. There actually is a game. I looked this up on Amazon called Run for President the Game. And so since there are so many Democrats who finally got the hint and still some more, as Jim just mentioned, who haven't gotten the hint yet, uh, you're not going to be president. You might as well uh, just shut it down now. Uh, Save yourself uh, from going into massive debt to try and keep alive your 2% in Iowa. Uh, So run for president the game. That's going to go to everyone who has been in this race, even the ones that never qualified. Wayne Messam, you get a copy of run for president the game. Uh, And all these folks, Marianne Williamson, you get one all along. All these people who just didn't quite make it. And uh, even as we get to the final four here, the ones who probably still have a legitimate shot, Buttigieg and Bernie and Warren Biden, you'll get yours too as soon as you uh, end up not being the nominee. And uh, Kamala Harris, you can come get yours right now, uh, by the way, because uh, you're you're already shutting down in New Hampshire and other places. You're done. You just don't know it. uh, So come get your parting gift. Uh, Thanks for playing. Almost uh, got uh, tickets for everyone in the mainstream media to see the Richard Jewell movie, but I uh, thought that might be a little too cynical for holiday gift-giving season. Jim, uh, I guess uh, given the late date of Thanksgiving this year, that uh, folks now have a uh, limited time to get stuff. So uh, now that those things are off the shelves, you know what to get uh, for your friends and family as well. And happy Black Friday to everyone, and you know we'll see you Monday. Hopefully everyone's enjoying this entire week. Absolutely. We hope everyone continues to enjoy their Thanksgiving break. Please travel safely. If you've got a moment, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a great review. We always appreciate that. And join us again on Monday for the next Three Martini Lunch.